You're listening to WMNF Tampa, music and news. Florida is preparing for the arrival of Tropical Storm Ian, which is forecast to make landfall as a major hurricane later this week. Director of Florida Division of Emergency Management Kevin Guthrie tells CNN that evacuation orders are expected to be issued in several parts of the state, including the Florida Keys. The Keys, especially in Lower Keys, their evacuation clearance times are less than a day, so they can wait. What we have to worry about here at the state is regional evacuation clearance time. So when you start to put all of that traffic on the roadway, that then starts to back up the regional evacuation clearance time. That's what we look at. That's why we need 48 to 72 hours of the evacuation order to actually get everything cleared out of the region that needs to be cleared out. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has declared a state of emergency ahead of the storm. The National Hurricane Center says Ian is expected to rapidly increase in strength by later today. It's currently located about 320 miles southeast of Grand Cayman with wind speeds of 50 miles per hour. North Korea test-fired a short-range ballistic missile today. The launch comes ahead of a visit by Vice President Kamala Harris to the region. NPR's Anthony Kuhn reports the launch is the first known missile test by the North since June. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff says that North Korea launched a single short-range ballistic missile. It flew from an inland area for about 370 miles eastward into the sea. The U.S. military's Indo-Pacific Command said the launch posed no threat to the U.S., but called the North's ballistic missile programs unlawful and destabilizing. Vice President Harris is due in Seoul Thursday after visiting Japan. The test launch also comes ahead of joint military exercises by a U.S. aircraft carrier strike group and South Korean warships. The USS Ronald Reagan arrived in the port of Busan Friday, the first U.S. carrier to dock in South Korea since 2017. Anthony Kuhn, NPR News, Tokyo. A soldier was killed and at least six others were injured in a suicide bombing in Somalia today. Ish Mafandikwa has more. The suicide bomber detonated at the explosive at a military base after disguising himself as a regular soldier. According to Reuters, it was not immediately clear who was behind the blast, but Islamist militant group Al-Shabaab carries out regular attacks in the country. The terrorists who have fought Somalia's weak central government since 2006 want to establish an Islamic state that observes a strict interpretation of Sharia law. The Al-Qaeda-linked group is also blamed for burning houses, destroying property, beheading civilians, and demanding taxes from the people. For NPR News, I am Ish Mafundikwa in Harare. This is NPR. Voting is underway in Italy's general election with opinion polls suggesting a win for the far right. The frontrunner, Giorgia Maloney, leads the Brothers of Italy party, which has its roots in the neo-fascist movement. Butterflies and bees are getting their own bus stops in the United Kingdom. Vicki Barker reports it's part of an attempt to preserve the nation's threatened populations of pollinating insects. Special turf-covered bus stops have been installed in 10 British cities so far. They're reinforced roofs planted up with such native, bee-friendly plants as pansies, kidney vetch, thyme, wild strawberries, self-heal, and wild marjoram. The city of Leicester is leading the way. In the past year, it's installed 30 bee bus stops. The city of Brighton got one after a local petition drive garnered 50,000 signatures. England has lost 97% of its wildflowers 
flower meadows since the Second World War, with an accompanying collapse of flying insect populations. A study of similar bee bus stops in Holland found they helped stabilize threatened bee populations there. For NPR News, I'm Vicki Barker in London. The World Bank says it will provide about $2 billion in assistance to Pakistan. Heavy rainfall and massive flooding devastated the country this summer, killing more than 1,600 people. The storms have also displaced millions of residents, destroyed crops, and wiped out many roadways. Experts have attributed the unprecedented flooding to climate change. You're listening to NPR News in Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Walton Family Foundation, working to solve social and environmental problems to improve lives today and benefit future generations. More information at waltonfamilyfoundation.org. We need you. This is Miss Julie. Our week-long fall membership drive is from 9 a.m. Thursday, October 6th through 9 a.m. on Thursday, October 13th. We are seeking volunteers to help take pledge calls, tally people to track funds coming in, and food donors to help feed those hungry and grateful volunteers. Restaurants, chefs, or caterers can find out more about donating drinks, snacks, or individually packaged meals, or how to volunteer by calling me at 813-238-8001 or email Miss Julie, that's M-I-S-S-J-U-L-I-E at WMNF.org. Thanks. Hey, it's Lindsay from the Caribbean Cruise, where we play all Caribbean music from the classics... To the latest. Every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. here on WMNF 88.5, online at WMNF.org or through the WMNF mobile app. Support for WMNF comes from listeners like you and WEDU PBS, inviting you to step into the storied streets of Ybor City in EWEDU's five-episode series of Greater Ybor City. Viewers can follow along as WEDU explores this diverse and cultural destination. Information online at WEDU.org slash Ybor. Every Friday at 2 p.m., it's Live Music Showcase here on WMNF. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. It's a deep dive show. We dig into the message behind the music through song and interview. We have your new favorite bands from right in your own backyard. Listen to Live Music Showcase every Friday at 2 p.m. after the news headlines. every Tuesday morning at 11 o'clock for WMNF Wavemakers, featuring conversations with people making a difference in the Tampa Bay area. I'm Janet. And I'm Tom. Each week we will bring you people who are not just talking about change, they are making it happen. Do you know a Wavemaker? Write us at dj at wmnf.org with Wavemakers in the subject line. And listen anytime by searching for WMNF Wavemakers wherever you listen to podcasts. People All right, all right, we're back for the Sunday Forum. This is your host, Walter L. Smith II, along with the members of the Fourth Estate crew, and we are bringing the news to you. All right, we want to hear from you, 813-239-9663. Y'all are mighty quiet this morning, <laughs> you know? Usually if somebody got something to say, they used to call in and got all types of stuff to say. Yeah, I know, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, I guess everybody's getting prepared for... Uh, Everybody get ready for the hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all right. Okay. All right. Y'all neglect me. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, we, let me tell you, folks, we have um, a lot to, to, to talk about um, regarding things that, that are... That are happening in our community, obviously, but but we're, we're concerned that um, 
people are probably not reacting well or reacting at all. Hmm. What are we seeing exactly? What are we seeing? Yeah, what are we seeing right now? I mean, like, like out of our own people our, on our on our side, like mm-hmm. responses from the community on on these issues. Are we seeing? I mean, I know I know we have our, our normal organizations, the the um, NAACP, FRRC, um, Urban League is growing, getting uh, getting its, its the wind behind it, and it's, it's growing, it's getting better. Um, we have issues regarding housing that need to be, you know, addressed. Mm-hmm. I think we need to. I guess. I guess we're just in the middle of it all. You know. Yeah, I guess we're all in the middle a, of it. Just some little updates uh, from what I've seen personally, and like grassroots organizing or organizing of just like regular people who aren't paid to do so. Right. Um, which, like, no shade. Um, right. 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 No. 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 <laughs> and, and, and you shouldn't take. No. Nobody should take it. To, yeah. You know. Nobody should should take that. Uh, to heart that that's that's just a part of the process right but yeah i see that the city of tampa there's um like neighborhood associations Mm -hmm. and i know that some of them are kind of taking off mine doesn't have anything where i live currently so i went to a neighborhood neighborhood one or Mm -hmm. a neighboring neighborhood (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and went to uh the sulfur springs meeting the other day looking for trouble huh (laughs) I was, in, I, was, I was invited. Ms. Rodriguez looks for trouble. <laughs> and, you know, some of the issues they were talking about was that their um, neighborhood didn't have, uh, like, enough or appropriate sidewalks. And there's sections where it's, like, oh. 30 feet and it's, you run into a tree. And so, and especially in that neighborhood with Sulphur Springs K-8, through that school doesn't have a bus system. So all the kids in Sulphur Springs walk to school. Right. That's... You know, five-year-olds to fourteen-year-olds. Right. On they walk to school without like congruent sidewalks, and it's a historical district. So sometimes it's hard to deal with like property. Right? They were explaining to me, and right. I got kind of lost. Setbacks um, <laughs> and things like that that go along with the process of putting sidewalks in. Then they got to widen the road sometimes in order to be able to put the sidewalk in some places. I mean, there are all types of things, but you know, that's what we pay. That's what we we're supposed to be paying the extra taxes for. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to be able to get things like this done, um, so yeah, you know, again, we got to make <laughs> sure that, that we got to make sure that money is going in the right place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that um, overall, we we've, we've done a great job in being able to in establishing. Uh, new organizations, mm-hmm. um, watchdog groups, uh, and I think I think one of the things that we 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 struggle with is how to do policy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, We're still in the march, in the in the marching and protesting thing. You know, I think more people are starting to move towards policy, but they're trying to figure out how to do it. You know, personally for me, I think it needs to be in all aspects right. of policy, of having protest, of Absolutely. information, because you can't just do one thing and expect something to change. No. You need to attack it at all angles, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, something that my group is, has an upcoming meeting towards, we're going to, it's more of a a new members meeting. Mm -hmm. um, And we're going to be talking about what um, community control of the police looks like, because there is like an actual example up in Chicago, they recently passed ECPS, which um, gives uh, the citizens an elected review board of the police that actually has some bite to it. So uh, these people can... um, potentially hire and fire and review the cops that are already on the board and especially if the cops have um, like a list of complaints against them like looking at this and being like are you someone who's actually serving the community if you're not goodbye right right absolutely right and there's some power to it so we're going to be talking about that at uh the library on mlk just down the road here Mm -hmm. at 7 30 on october 5th 
Okay, okay. That's good. That's very good. When, when is it again? Uh, 7.30 p.m. October 5th, which is the first Wednesday uh, of that month. Okay, all right. And that's at the C. Blythe Andrews Library. Yes. C. Blythe Andrews Library mm-hmm. uh, on the corner of 26th and MLK. Um, folks, if you can make it, that, that's a good thing to do. Um, make sure you're, you're going to those meetings or able to go to those meetings. Those people who are not, uh, those people who are, please take the information back to your communities and make sure that you're sharing that information with the people of the community so you can get them mobilized, organized, and mobilized. Mm-hmm. Organized and mobilized. Um, I think that public education is another issue, right? What you heard this morning with regard to the conversation, the discourse that you heard between myself and or us and Brother Life Malcolm was a public education piece, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we need people like Life and for the purposes of being able not just to represent us in court, uh, in the legal system, but we also need them to help us with public education, right? Mm-hmm. To allow people to be able to uh, to have the chance to learn. I, in, in my experience in organizing, uh, the toughest part of all especially in the environmental field, right, has been that part of public education. Mm. To give you an example of what I mean, for the longest time of all, I would speak to people and have spoken to people about the issue of environmental impacts from different industries that exist around the county and so forth. And what happens when we are faced not just with the environmental impact under normal circumstances, but now we're looking at the the possibility now with the hurricane coming, the possibility now of looking at those same environmental impacts, those same public health impacts, all those same impacts compounded with a natural disaster. Mm downward right and so there there are things that the the importance of public education is is extraordinary it is very i mean it, it is so important i cannot stress it enough and to suggest then that or or to know then that um there's a possibility that funding might not be going to a particular segment mm-hmm. of our communities because they're not. It's not seen as a pro, as a as a as a priority. Um, it's disturbing, yet it should encourage people to go out. And begin to do for yourselves, for ourselves, right? We have enough professionals in the fields, in all those different fields, to be able to organize educational um, outreach pieces that would help us to be able to survive these types of onslaughts or or issues or whatever, whatever the issue might be, whatever it might be, we should be able to um, to support ourselves in that respect. I'm not entirely certain that people have the confidence to do it. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I understand. Yeah, I, I get yeah. you. I'm following. Maybe, maybe that's, and I'm only, I'm only guessing here. I'm only guessing. Maybe that's what it is. I want to hear from you out there. 813-239-9663. Is it that we, that we don't have the confidence to do for ourselves, or or to or to do oh, there it yeah, is. We have a color, or to one. or to um, create those public education pieces that mm-hmm. we should be able to do for ourselves. Um, let's let's give that call in. Let's let's see what the caller has to say here. Caller, you're on the Sunday forum. Yeah, hello, brother African. Hey, brother African. 
you know it's not my custom to break the rules and call twice. But um, I thought it was important to say two things. One, I apologize, Mr. Rodriguez. I'm not used to any other woman voice being on the radio as a mic controller than Unico. <laughs> I wrongly assumed that you were Unico, so please forgive me for that error. Um, but you said something earlier about this uh, community control of police. I, I just want to say uh, the whole movement, the African People's Social Party, calls for black community control of the police, so we're, we're on the same page. Perhaps we can work together. But in when you say, I'm, not, I'm outside cutting the yard, so forgive me if I'm breathing the heart. But um, it is my custom, even though I talk, uh, you know, sometimes in the beginning to listen to the whole show. That is my custom. Um, but you said something about creating this list. Like, if there's a list, you didn't say that. You said there's a list of complaints against a particular cop or something like that. I just want to tell people that don't, that list don't just pop up, you know. Um, we have to have the courage to go, even though we know it in most cases ain't going to do nothing. Uh, but go to internal affairs every time the cop does something wrong to you. Make it, you know, put a jacket on them. You know, so that when it happens, uh, when something happens, uh, you know, uh, for the, the ECB to review, then, you know, there is this list. But the list, like Walt just got from saying, you know, we have, to, we have to take control. We have to do something for ourselves. We have to get out and create the list. If the cop looks at you wrong um, or cuts you by you something, I mean, go, hey, look, there's something wrong with him. So, and, 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 and go to internal affairs. No, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm serious. Yeah. Because then yeah. this, 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 we'll be able to, when I, when I depose that person on your behalf, I can say, do you have any uh, IA complaints? That's what I was saying. They know what it is. It's internal affairs complaints against you. And oftentimes they say no. But, you know, because no, it's not because they are squeaky clean because they've never done anything wrong. Well, anything that should have been reported is just because we oftentimes don't, you know, have the, the gumption, whether it's a lack of courage, lack of energy, a lack of resources, a lack of, you know, uh, a belief that it's going to make a difference. It might not make a difference for you, but it's going to make a difference for that list that Ms. Rodriguez just talked about. Mm-hmm. And also, when we talked about qualified immunity earlier, one of the things I said about the two prongs was, uh, you know, I said constitutional violation and then a violation of well-established law. And that well-established law has to come from the United States Supreme Court, uh, the, the highest court in that state, or the appellate court in that jurisdiction. Well, the thing is, if you don't sue them, they may, you know, if you're the first person to sue them about that particular issue, well, the law is well-established. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when you sue them, and then they say, like, for example, with uh, Drew Joseph, now it's well-established law that you can't put a 14-year-old at the fair, uh, you know, without calling his parents. That's well-established law now. You did what I'm saying. Um, right. so, no, maybe, not, maybe not. I don't know if the 11th Circuit... No, it, make, it, make, it makes, no, no. It no, makes sense. Well, no, but I'm wrong. The 11th Circuit hasn't ruled on it. If, if these people appeal, uh, if, the, if the, the county appeals, which I suspect they would, I mean, they might not. No, but if they appeal uh, and the 11th Circuit rules on it, then it will become well-established law, but it can never become that if we don't put the case <clears throat> in the court. If there's no so, precedence so, for it. If there's no precedence for it, exactly. Right. And so that's what I'm saying, but we got to assume. So, you know, make the list, make the complaints, so we can have that list that Ms. Rodriguez spoke about a bit ago, and, um, you know, again, sue them. Yeah. All right, man, I appreciate you say. I just thought that was an incredibly important point to make after um, Ms. Rodriguez said what she said about the list. Because the list don't just come up, and a lot of people don't know that. Like you, Just like voting, there are more, there's more than one way to vote. Malcolm said ballot or the bullet. Right now today I'm saying ballot or go make a list. Go file a report. Make the list on the bad cops so they'll have the IA jacket. There you and, go. Uh, you know, we'll be able to deal with it. There you okay. go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Appreciate you, brother. Wow. Right um, you know, it, there it is. There it is, and that's one answer. And it, and, and of course, like life says, the same. It's the same question. Doesn't know whether or not it's. He's not sure what it is that's that's causing the non-reaction, or why it's what why it is that that we have not uh, people have not uh, gone to internal affairs or gone to whether it's, whether there's no confidence. In themselves, no confidence in the system, no, no resources, whatever, whatever, whatever they feel is no resources. I, as truth be told, I mean, there's always some way to get something like that done, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, everybody yeah, knows that the police, police unions are the most powerful in this country, mm-hmm. which oh, yeah. is why we have qualified immunity. And it was great that this example now stands with the Andrew family, with the Joseph family suing. They sued for thirty million and got fifteen, but that's the way you do it. Right, mm-hmm. right. The precedence has been set. The precedence has been set, just like life was saying. Um, unless you unless you do it, there's no precedence set, 
and there's no case law mm-hmm. at all. You know, and I, I do have a piece for Hispanic Heritage Month today. Sure. Which goes exactly what we've been talking about today. All right. All right. All right. So, as we know, uh, Hurricane Fiona has passed through Puerto Rico and has left the island pretty severely damaged. Uh, my family itself has um, not received power back. Uh, they do have running water, which is more than a uh, majority of the people on the island. Which part of Puerto Rico are they in? Uh, they're in uh, Bayamon, which is on the northern part, so it wasn't directly hit by um, Hurricane Fiona, and it was uh, on the f- fifth anniversary of Hurricane Maria, which has caused a lot of anxiety, to say the least. Um, and I know a lot of people in Tampa have moved recently from Puerto Rico because of what's been going on in the island. So not only because I am Puerto Rican, but (laughs) because I do think there are important uh, issues to talk about, I decided to do this little piece on a very uh, important figure that I don't think gets enough attention in Puerto Rican history. So Aldofina Villanueva Soria was a black woman from Luisa, Puerto Rico, who fought until her death for decent and affordable housing for her family. On the morning of February 6, 1980, Lieutenant Victor Estrella murdered Villanueva Soria and her husband for refusing to leave their house after the police arrived with an eviction order and machines to tear down their home. The Catholic Church was seeking to acquire the land and the state was requiring the family to leave their home. But Aldofina and her husband, Agustin, refused to let the bulldozers demolish their wooden zinc home, a space that her father had granted them. Um, The house was shortly turned down after the murder of Estrella, the sergeant identified as, or Estrella, the sergeant identified as the perpetrator of Aldofina's death was acquitted by a jury. Because of the aggressions that Agustin received, no one was accused. The land, which at the time would be used by the Catholic Church to build a structure for the Archbishop of San Juan Luis Aponte Martinez, remains empty. The Puerto Rican police murdered her in front of her children while she was defending oh, her man. right to live on the plot of land where she was facing living the sea. She was 34 years old at that time. She is remembered as a struggling black woman murdered by a systemic racism. And even now with the events, happening in Puerto Rico, we see that the people are rising up against the system, a system which, uh, may I say, has never allowed for an independent Puerto Rico, has never allowed for the people to govern themselves. It's handed off from colonial power to imperial power and remains a territory to this day where their economic board is not elected. It's appointed by, you know, by the United States. By, by big government. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not by the people. And that's why you're seeing a private company, Luma, in Puerto Rico, which is not helping the people. You can see that they haven't done anything since they've come into the islands in 2021, I believe. Like the whole island, every, every, every house, every hotel, every store did not have power because of Hurricane Fiona. And that was a... That was a Category one storm. Wow. I mean, no matter where we go, no matter where we go, it it, it is apparent that there is that there are people I believe I believe the people that, that perpetrate um these acts of violence and these these things these acts of colonial governance, so mm-hmm. to speak, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're crazy as hell. I mean, think about it for a moment. How crazy is it? <laughs> okay, I think about the manifest destiny, right? Under um uh Thomas Jefferson right and this whole thing of going west right and cut, uh, on the continental US from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean the devastation that took place 
the native cultures, the native people as a result of that was so destructive that it annihilated an established um, unity, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. We had warring parties and so forth that existed before all that. But, but there was something that was established. People knew where they were. The Apache knew where the, I don't, I, I don't profess to know all the different, you know, native, uh, uh, native tribes, but uh, exactly, the native nations. But there were, there were nations and they recognized themselves as that, as nations, right? And they were invaded and violated. And in many cases, decimated. Mm-hmm. So as we, as we look at the concept of, of, of what's happening here and what you're describing in Puerto Rico is something that we've spoken of on this show before. But I think... You know, to look at it as a, I don't think anybody, maybe, I don't, maybe, I've got to look at the scholarship on it, but, you know, there's a sense of, to me, of mental instability that exists amongst these European groups that feel, these Christian European groups, and they call themselves Christian anyways, that feel that they have the right to do what they did, right? Uh, to give you a, another example, I, I go to South Africa, right? And the the Dutch, the Boers, they moved from the Cape to Pretoria, and they felt that they had every right to go on what they call the Boer Trekker. The Boer Trekker was the movement, like the Manifest Destiny, from east to west on the continent of the U.S. It's the same thing they felt in South Africa was the movement from the Cape to Pretoria, uh, to the, the Cape North. And to do that, they, they, were, they had to invade lands, they had to go to war, and the lives that they lost as a result of that, just the lives that they lost alone, mm-hmm. right? to the indigenous people, to the Africans, because they because of what they did was foolish. Listen, you wanna you wanna live here, you wanna live here, then you live by our laws. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't but don't or, or or better yet, you don't you don't have to do that. You don't have to attack me and my family. You don't have to annihilate my kids. You don't have to enslave us. You don't have to you you, you understand what I'm saying? They felt that they could that they could subjugate the indigenous groups wherever they were in order to make them ser- servants and subservient to them for generations and put them on a on on a uh, on a trajectory of doom, right? Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico has never governed itself. Never governed itself, and and the people that fought for it, that were fighting for independence, were murdered, and they let those people murder them. Mm-hmm. Albizu Campos, they let they let that man they let that man get uh, get murdered by the United States. They let him get murdered. They held him captive. And injected him with radioactive fluids until he until he died had a stroke and died. I mean, really? Mm-hmm. And his own people, his own governor, that they call a hero. Um, who was who was it back then? Um, Munoz. Mm-hmm. He's no hero. He sold the people out. Mm-hmm. Luis Munoz. And even even today, with the like, the idea of people thinking they have claim to this island that they are not from, that they have no claim to, but the only reason they they're starting to move over there is because the United States put in this tax free exemption, 
where it makes the rich be like, oh, I can make as much money as I can over here. I can live here for as little as I can while they're displacing Puerto Ricans. Mm -mm. The amount of, the sheer amount of Airbnbs on the island. Oh my God. (laughs) Now mind you, I I stayed in the Airbnb on the island. I did do that. Um, And it was nice. (laughs) Uh, But what they've done, like the commercial aspect, Mm -hmm. what they've commercialized and, and what they've done to move into agricultural areas in the name of commercializing, mm-hmm. in the name of, and, and they want to call it commercializing, it is the same damn thing. It is colonization. It is colonization. But the people are fighting back. Yes. They are fighting back yes. hard yes. in Puerto Rico. Yes, I saw that when I was there last time, a few months back, visiting my wife's family, and, and it was it was... Tremendous to see um, people. There's so many protests. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. I mean, people coming from the Capitol building in San Juan. San Juan is basically closed down um, uh, in certain areas because of the last hurricane. And they're still trying to rebuild. And now this right here happens another hit, and you know they're still trying to get that back. You know, but again, the power goes, and there you go. The whole island mm-hmm. was out when we got there. I mean, no power, no power. But the but the uh, the protests go on. Um, the people are fighting back. People continue to to um, work their fields mm-hmm. um, and open up their version of their shops and you and do what they can to build the economy for the for their uh, for their pueblos. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to make sure that they're able to survive in their, in that region, that areas, in those, those areas, and most of them are mountainous, very mountainous areas, mm-hmm. very mountainous areas, and unbelievable um, what has happened. And it's it's not, but I, I want people to understand as you're listening to this show right now. I want people to understand, please. I cannot say this enough. Puerto Rico, what's happening in Puerto Rico is happening here. Mm-hmm. What's happening in Puerto Rico is happening here. There might be some slightly different dynamics, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, please take note, take heed to what I'm saying. It is the same thing. It is the same thing. And we can ill afford to to have people come into our communities, take over the communities, build and then and then shove a, a, a price tag on something that has never been so expensive ever in our communities. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it what it takes to get people to hear that, to get our people to hear that. To move against that. Mobili, you Mobili, Yumiko, y'all got something to say on that? I mean, is honestly, I, I you know the people power, you know, is always something that I support. Yeah. Yeah. People stand up and make a a choice. Absolutely. We should respect it. Absolutely. And they don't. They don't. The how the, so the question the question that I would ask in this next thirty minutes or so of, of time that we have uh, is for somebody to call in and tell me what can we do to gain to to get that respect that we need to have in our communities as we as we fight for these things, right? We do have a caller on the line. We'll call on the line. Let's go, caller. What All we right. got? <laughs> caller, you're on the Sunday forum. Hey, how y'all doing? This Shane. All right, how Good you doing, brother? You? What's happening? I didn't know y'all was still on the air. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, but uh. I feel, I called in before several times, but I called in before and I said, until what we need to do is stop expanding ourselves, because we're too small already. We need to just worry about each person, to worry about our own community. We allow these people that we call politicians to, to go out here and change our rules. We need to fight for our own community, our own area. Literally, if we have to, but we got to go ahead on and do something ourselves mm. instead of thinking that, oh, a Democrat or Republican or 
independent or any politician is going to help us. We need to go ahead on and take responsibility ourselves and do it. Mm-hmm. We got to stop going ahead and selling out for this dollar and, and do what we need to do to help. It was a time, I'm here in Plant City now. It was a time when we helped one another as a people. A person's lights get cut off. The next person made sure your lights was back on in the morning. But now everybody is so full of money and so full of greed, we only care about ourselves in our own position. Yeah. We don't care about the community. We don't care about the people, the elders, the young, nobody. We didn't become just like the colonizers ourselves and want to colonize others. So what I feel we need to do, we need to come together and get our communities back. Each community come together and get the communities back. Listen to the young because the elders are messing up so bad. We need to listen to the babies now because they see us for what we are. Mm-hmm. People who made mistakes and making mistakes and living on them. Mm. I watch them cry all day about, oh, yeah, we're going to vote this person in. Once this person get in, we never say what these people are going to do for our community. Once they get in, they don't do anything to fix us. They, or, they don't come back until it's come back time to forget a vote. Right. We need to go ahead on and take our own community back instead of waiting for the government to do something for us. So that, of course, they owe us, but they're never going to pay us until we go ahead on and start taking it. Mm-hmm. Right. We need to take back our community instead of worrying about me over here in Plant City trying to fix something over there in Tampa when my over here is breaking down. Let me clean my house up, and once I get my house cleaned up, <laughs> then maybe I can help you get yours. But let's clean our own houses up. Mm. Until that point comes, because trying to run out, my me coming over to Tampa, trying to clean Tampa up, coming back to a mess over here in the city, everybody don't respect that. No one respects that. Right. Well, you, well, why you don't clean up your own community? Why are you coming over to mine? That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're begging for the police to help us, knowing that a police, a judge, the the whole system is built against us. A police can kill you today. And it's cool. You, you, you may not even go to trial until next year. <laughs> if you even go to trial next year. Right. But if, if you kill a dog today, you dead tomorrow, especially, man. You gone. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he's, he said, kill a dog. It's, yeah. This is the truth. And, and, it's the and truth. Oh, and we saw, we saw this, we see that in the situation with Brent Favre, right? It, but it's not just Brent Favre. No, just just, just, just as an example, brother. Just as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so we've spent our time worrying about sports, and we've spent our time worrying about everything but rebuilding what we need to be. It's, it's football season. You got people worrying about football season when when somebody gonna get killed on the street, and it's gonna kill the season. Is it a distraction? Is it a distraction? It keeps a distraction. Everything. We we everything. I was looking at, my lady was looking at the thing about a shooting at the, uh, what was it, what was it? At, at Chuck E. Cheese this day. Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. Did y'all hear about that? I saw a tweet about it, yeah. Uh, and Brandon, right? Yeah, boom. Right. And it's sad that we got to tote our guns everywhere, and every moment somebody got to pull a gun. Why? We, 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 we can't talk no more. We can't even come, we kids can't come together no more. And yet we worrying about building other places when our place ain't safe where we are. I don't know if my grandchild can make it or how far before this whole world is is just one big wild, wild west around here for real. Yeah, yeah. So why can't we come together as, <laughs> as, as men, come together and be men for our community? sit down with one another in our community as men and figure out what has been going wrong. I was at the barber shop and listening at them brag about, we the ones help get Martin Luther, name, Martin Luther King name on the community from, from <laughs> City to Tampa. I'm like, well, how many black businesses on there? From Plant right. City to Tampa, they walk right. down and see how many black landowners on there. Who cares who name on it if we ain't running nothing? If we ain't getting no money about it? If we ain't got no land about it? I don't, I don't think we as the old people understand that we're not helping the young just by naming things and getting these people in the office 
That's not helping us. We need to come together and take over our own communities. The police don't have to police me. Nobody come in my house and help me clean up. I got to clean it up myself. And if I don't do it, I am responsible. As a black man, if I don't clean up my blackness stuff around here, I'm responsible. And I expect for the people right. that hold me responsible. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, right. we can do it. And we just yeah, we need can. to do it. We can. You know what I'm saying? We can. We just need to do it. Well, that'll wait for uh, uh, this politician when it's time to vote. Like everybody's screaming, oh, we're going to vote Democrat and get uh, Joe Biden in the office. And <laughs> now we're sitting around scratching our head wondering why. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have voted at all. Maybe we should start re voting, you know, re voting. Instead of voting at all, because they listened to us when they was out here in these streets, tearing mm -hmm. stuff up. At least they heard us. Right, exactly. They get mad, exactly. They do what they want to, but when they tore up in these streets, they listened to the voices. Yeah, yeah. So we need to do something, or they're gonna tear everything down. But mm -hmm. when we run to the polls and we vote, we don't do we don't get nothing. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? The same effort that went into going into the streets. Is the same effort that needs to go into the voting, right? I mean, if we, if we saw those numbers, whoa, right? We saw those numbers at the polls. Yeah, but that's the problem. I'm, I'm not. I mean, do you notice when they discuss the polls, they always say as far as race, we are always at the bottom as far as voting. There's not enough. No, Again, what do, we, what do we? What have we ever received by voting? What accomplishments uh, we to, got? To be honest voting. with you, nothing. So <laughs> nothing we got from voting. You know what I'm saying? We had to fight to vote. So mm -hmm. by voting, we vote for everything else. Our schools, did we vote ourselves to get our schools right? Did we vote to get the education in our school? Do we vote for anything that we get? We don't get nothing by voting. Once we get mad and get into the street, then they say, okay, now we're going to do something. We're gonna, we'll put it on the ballot, and if they shut up, we will let, let it pass on through without doing anything to it. Mm -hmm. Everything that's ever been won has been so fought for. They never gave us anything. We ain't got no fighters who get up there and fight for us when they get there because the money's so good or the perks are so good that they forget what they're fighting about. Mm. We need to be more angry. We need to fight. Nobody, no one respects the person who don't fight. Reason why these people got that little X flag they flying, and we get upset when we see it, and they steady flying it. Flying, they they fought, they fought for it, and they say, "Well, we fought, y'all didn't." Mm. Until you fight, you won't be respected on <laughs> no land. Everybody loves a gangster. He be dead wrong, right? Wow. He fight though. What a point and as men and black men, we need to start fighting. Fight for our, fight. For I'll yeah. fight for your grandbaby, you fight for mine. Let's <laughs> fight for these grandbabies. Absolutely, absolutely. Because if we keep voting for these grandbabies, we're going to lose. Because grandmama voted for me. Well, I, let me just let me just say this. I would I would not I would not say not to vote. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't only, say that. I would voting not say is that. only one way to fight. Voting voting is a way of fighting. Um, I mean, people. Uh, I know people have heard this a billion times over. People died for us to have the right to vote, right? But people died for a lot of negative things. Yeah, they do. But that. But there's nothing negative about voting. There's nothing I negative about voting. People died for September 11 and still don't know what it was all about. Still right now. Yeah, but that wasn't a voting issue. But the voting issue is just like the young lady said. What did we? I asked her, what did we get for voting? Nobody has told me yet for years. They won't tell me what we got from vote for voting. But the opportunity to say, I got this little badge on my chest to say, I voted. Got a little stick on my wall right here to say, I voted. Or what? What did I receive, though? Well, what did I receive? Is the streets better? Did it help anything in, in Plant City? Did it help anything in our community by voting? Yeah, I won't say anything about Plant City. Well, you can Let me tell you what happens when you don't vote. Can I give you a, a yeah. dynamic about what happens when you don't vote? Yes, sir. Okay. I am I me being on this radio right now mm -hmm. is a perfect example of what happens when you don't vote. Mm -hmm. Tampa, the black population in Tampa, and I'm gonna go ahead and just say it just the way it is. The black population and the brown population in Tampa would have been way better off if there if we had had at least two black people on city council. 
Okay. That's an undeniable fact. Okay. We had an opportunity to have three. With Miss Connie, right? No, 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 no. Oh, Mm-mm. different one? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. This is back I'm in 2019. Sure. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. 2019. Yours truly ran for yeah. the at-large seat. The at-large seat for city council. And you had a bunch of, of other folks, of black folks, that were running for District 5, which is seen as the black district. I'm, I'm putting it right where it is now. Okay? It is only seen as the black district because we allow it to be seen as the black district. It's the black district because we live here. We live in District 5, predominantly. But when you look at the concept of voting... At voting at large, we ignored it. We ignored it. We did not put our effort into into having that power that goes across districts, across district lines, and at large at the at large seat. That was a problem. We lost it, and the reason we lost it is because people did not show up in the second in in, in the runoff. If there had been, if if our people had shown up and voted, shown up and voted in the, in more numbers or the same numbers as they showed up in the first one, I would have been the set the the uh, I would have been sitting on city council right now well, in that at large seat along with Orlando Goods. Now, well, speaking for me, I was in this. I was in Tampa then. I lived in Tampa. Then. Okay, and I voted for you. And I thank you, brother. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I I voted for you. I push you. You know what I'm saying? I because I, I, I was listening to you. You got off the radio for a little minute, but the young lady was there. But I, I'm like, boom! I, this dude here, yeah, we're gonna go for this right here. And I pushed everybody too. Well, I appreciate I, it, man. And, and and I said that day there, company let you know a little sudden. I stopped voting there because I said then I say I don't think they count our vote. If I, they are counting their votes, they might be moving. I don't trust the government as much as a lot of people do. Right. <laughs> so Understood. I, I mean, Understood. Because I I know I know I pushed this. And I know my people said they were going, who was going. And then I can say, the game of voting is a game that's played real creep anyway, because you might can vote today and not tomorrow anyway. Well, that, yeah, that, again, that, again, that goes right back to another reason as to, as to what happens when you don't vote. Now, when we when the opportunity came for us to have, now, the reason that, that we have the issues that we have with that is because of who we have in the governor's mansion. He called, he, how many votes has he called back? That we won, right? You understand what I'm saying? What's going on since 2000. You know what I'm saying? Counting the vote problem. Exactly. exactly. I, hey, listen. But it's been going on. I agree with that. that. I agree with that. Further than that, they're going to always be a way not for for those who don't want you in there. You, you too. You know what I'm saying? Those who don't want you in there are going to make sure you don't get in there. Because if you say the right things to the wrong people, you won't have that job. It ain't nothing none of us <laughs> or will vote can do about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I will show you as a foot in. I felt that you was. You know <laughs> I felt that you was. I'm like, dog, I, I even came up there, brought my grandbaby up there to meet you one time. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I came up there when it was a movie y'all was showing. And me and my grandbaby later gave my grandbaby a little Oh, I remember. Yeah. Oh, wow, man. <laughs> oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? I, told, I, I stand behind you. I'm, I, like, I like the fight part of a fight. Yeah. I don't like, I'm an old man now, but I still want to fight on the front line. Let me get some blood. If I can't get nothing, let me get blood. Because we got to do something as men. We got to do something besides saying that we're going to keep Ike's and can we vote? We're going to keep Ike's and can we vote? Can y'all count everybody vote now? Can y'all allow us to have a fair fight at the table? And I think they're telling us if we don't physically fight, we ain't going to be able to fight. I think that's what they're telling us. I'm, I might be wrong. No, they're telling us to stay in our place. They're, t- they're telling us to stay in our place. That, that, that's that's another thing they're saying. If you ain't willing to bruise your skin, we don't care about your vote. Right. We don't care how you feel. We will change the rules. We'll change the district to cut you out of it. Mm. You can vote this month, mm. and next month we'll take your vote from you. Right. We'll get the people you love to that you want in these seats We'll get these people and show you how we'll change these people and turn them against you. That's why fighting never stops. Yeah, the fighting, the fighting. As long as you're not physically fighting, the fighting into the, the physical fighting, it will stop. 
because people get tired of getting beat on. A winner get tired of fighting in the morning. <laughs> See, you got to figure out, we got to figure out a way that these grandkids, our grandkids, your grandkids, we got to figure out a way that they won't have the same problems that we have that grandma and them had. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got the same problem. We got the same problem. The farmers, we can't, we ain't got the food that we used to have. The people can't stay in the same raggedy houses that they stayed in. Somebody's taking them. Why? Mm. Is the government our government or is the business government? That's a good question, too. Who, who, who is fighting for you if you ain't fighting for yourself? Mm. I want to fight for myself, and I know I'm fighting against a big beast. Can you help me? <laughs> there you go. Let's fight again. There you go. There you go. But love you, brother. Hey, man. I see you back on the L, wherever. I'm going to be here. <laughs> I'm going to be here. And if you decide to fight, I'm going to fight with you. Well, thank you, man. Both, man. Well, we, we always do it. helping us. We always fighting, brother. We always fighting. We always fighting a good fight, and I, I thank you, brother. I really do. And and so just just don't you know don't don't let your heart get too heavy. We we got a lot more to do. We got a lot more to do. I, I know we. I, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it is. You know what I'm saying if I can't do nothing but catch a bullet, throw it. I will catch it. <laughs> All right, brother. If we ain't got nothing, to, if we ain't got nothing to die for, what are we living for? That's right. That's right. That's right. So, I want to die for these grandkids. I want to die for my great grandkids, my grandkid, grandkid. Yeah. That way, we we are marked something in the ground. Beside, I voted. <laughs> <laughs> Help me, cool, okay? All right, brother. Peace to you. Peace. Yeah. We did receive an email. Um, okay. So this guy was asked, "What are your views on Mayor Lightfoot and the violence in the community in the city of Chicago?" Yeah, you go to a lot of cities across the country and find violence, including what happened on January 6th in Washington, D.C. Yeah, which I'm sick of them talking about every day. On yeah, now that people are moving down here to Tampa. Let me tell y'all right now, over the air, don't come here with that mess. They still have not convicted Trump for that. What's the point in talking she about She is going to get him. <sighs> She's dedicated to getting him. Uh-huh. Uh, Walter, I do want to say before we get off the air that th- there was some uh, news from Joe Biden and that had to do with environmental justice and okay. external civil rights. Uh, a new office has been uh, named. Uh, his uh, environmental justice movement Saturday, uh, yesterday unveiled a national office that would distribute $3 billion in black grants to underserved communities burdened by pollution. And it happened, uh, it's a... Uh, Ceremony took place in Warren County, North Carolina, because of what it represented 40 years ago. In 1978, Warren County was designated, which is a small, predominantly black farming community along the Virginia border, as a disposal site for truckloads of soil laced with highly carcinogenic chemical compounds that later contaminated the water supply. And as the first trucks rolled into town back in 1982... Hundreds of residents flooded the streets, blocking their path to the landfill. And though they were unable to shut down the operation after six weeks of nonviolent protests, more than 500 arrests, their efforts have been lauded by civil rights leaders as the impetus for a global uprising against environmental racism in minority communities. So with this new office, instead of the millions that come out of the EPA going around to these communities now, there would be at least... A sixty billion dollar investment that it be uh, it's really a three billion dollar block grant that is coming out of this particular office that was uh, organized yesterday by Joe Biden. Hey man, hey, did you hear that? So resources, people. Resources. Resources. It's a sixty billion dollar investment in environmental justice initiatives created by the Inflation Reduction Act. Yes, we're going to. We are going to take advantage of these resources. Make sure that that people know about these resources and that that exactly. uh, they're able to take advantage of them in our communities. Yes, absolutely. Right here on the Sunday Forum, you heard it first right here, and we're going to make certain that you continue to hear about it and that we are working with you 
to get it out to you folks in the community. Hey, listen, this is Walter Elspeth II, along with the members of the 4th Estate crew, and we want to say thank you for joining us here this morning uh, for the Sunday Forum, this beautiful Sunday morning. And listen, take care, folks. Prepare for this hurricane that may or may not come, but please stay safe, folks. Stay safe. And as always, from my voice to the radio waves, to the hearts and the minds of the people, we love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. Peace. Postmodern Hootenanny is next. Stay tuned to WMNF Tampa.